0: Hi, this is Nick Ferraro, the Philly Elvis. And when I'm not swiveling my hips out there, I'm hanging out listening to Setless Bruce.
1: Episode of Setlistings Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host Jesse Jackson, and tonight I have two very special guests. Um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves in a minute, but um, when I talk about um, Bruce Springsteen concert is the happiest place on earth. And I talk about a definition of joy. It involves these two guys. So, gentlemen, please introduce yourselves.
2: Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Tommy Flores. Yeah, my name is Alex Flores. I'm the older brother. My brother, Tommy, is the, uh, is the younger guy on stage there.
1: Yeah, so um, you guys, uh, your fellow Texans... Um. Right. Uh. I live here in Dallas. Uh. But, um, w- where are you guys living now? Bo- are you both still in school?
2: Uh. uh this is Alex speaking. Uh, we actually we're from um, an area known as the Rio Grande Valley, which is on the uh, southmost uh, border of Texas. We're about, uh, maybe about eight miles away from the, uh, the Mexican border we're born and raised here. Uh, I went to school in San Antonio and uh, my brother Tommy is in school in, in San Antonio as we speak, but we're, he's visiting. So we're, we're here down in a a, a town called McAllen, Texas.
1: Yeah. um, My, um, my nieces, um, grandparents uh, that my niece uh, married a guy, they're now divorced, but from McAllen. And uh, so my, my grand nieces go there to visit their grandma all the time, so I'm very aware of the city. Um, absolutely. Um, so I always like to start growing up, what kind of music did your family listen to? What, what, you know where's your musical roots coming from?
2: Well, um, honestly, we had I, I think that the, the biggest thing about it is, is being so far close to the border here, and being a bilingual, the, you know, we listen to everything, i tell you the truth. We would hear, you No, know, I remember growing up as a kid, my mom would clean the house and she'd be listening to Tejano music and we'd be, you know, I'd dance with a broom. My mom would teach me how to dance and we'd listen to country stuff also because the Tejano and country are, are very similar. Um, but then I had uncles of mine that would get drunk and... uh Sit in the backyard. My uncle Rick, uh, he'd sit in, in my grandma's backyard, and he'd listen to the Eagles and Petty and Jeff Lynn and and Mellencamp and and, and of course, Springsteen. Uh, we would listen to these to these albums over and over. I mean, my uncle would make us. He, we'd listen to thirty seconds of a song, and he'd make us go back and start the song again. And you know, we'd do that over and over. That it was just it, it was a a mixture of everything. We, we'd listen to you know, even, you know, a lot of the Mexican music also influenced, you know, as far uh, me as a musician now, but uh, we're just fortunate that we got to, we were exposed to all types of music. My brother Tommy can vouch for that also.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, whenever I come down, me and my brother are pretty much always barbecuing and hanging out with different friends of ours and trying to show them as much music as we can just because, like we said, we do listen to it all. So uh, we were joking about it this morning. We have an iPad set up with a Bluetooth speaker and we barbecued last night and uh, <clears throat> we were looking at our youtube search history and we went from like teddy pendergrass to the eagles to george Strait and alan jackson to like slayer and pantera so it's a very very broad spectrum of music that we listen to and has always been very beneficial to us because it's always and a very easy conversation starter for us and uh we just get to meet so many people with so many different points of view and We've just been blessed with everything that we've been growing up to here.
1: You know what, uh, Alex and Tommy, you guys had shared with me that uh, one of the reasons you guys are there together is um, there was a wedding in the family and listening to you talk, I can only imagine it was a heck of a reception.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it was. You know, we had, we, I, I think my mom was uh, set up for maybe maybe 80, 60 people, eighty people. It wasn't supposed to be anything big. It was a it was kind of a rushed wedding, um, but of course I'm the, I, I have a, a band uh, here in McAllen, Texas. I have a local band, and, and um we've you know we've been we've been playing together for a while. We do a bunch of bars and clubs out here, and um, so my band played, and so a, a lot of it was was a lot of the family knew that. No, we were going to, my band was going to be playing. So, I mean, it it was, like Tommy said, we're joking about it today that my mom actually had to call in double reinforcements for more (laughs) and more chairs. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had so many, we had, we had the back gate open and there were people that were standing in the alley drinking beer and listening to the band play. And, and it was just, It was so much fun. It was just, you know, of course, every wedding is hectic, but, you know, once once the party actually got started, it was just, you know, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Thanks for asking about that. Yeah, we
0: had a, the reception was pretty much in in the backyard of my parents' house. It was actually like a surprise wedding to all the aunts and uncles and the rest of the family. Uh, They got engaged about a month, two, maybe two months ago and just decided like, hey, let's get it out of the way. Let's get married. And. Uh, let's start our lives together so we had it in the backyard and uh like we said my uncle was sitting there and he told us the other day that he stopped counting people after 206 so our backyard was completely 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 packed with people and we even had a little noise complaint of course because of my brother's band but the police showed up and they were like "Well, we can hear y'all from mayberry which is maybe (laughs) half a mile down from parents' house and well, my dad would joke, joke with them. They're like, "Well, why are you listening to it from there when you can be here with us?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So that's that's how the wedding went.
1: I am loving the story, and it makes me think immediately of familiar faces around me. Laughter fills the air. Your loving grace, your loving grace surrounds me. Everybody's here. Furniture's out on the front porch. Music up loud. I dream of you in my arms and I lose myself in the crowd. Meet me at Mary's place, right? I I just, Uh that is just, that is so perfect. That is, um, God, I'm smiling now. I can just think of that. Um, So, um, you know, so you guys, um, hearing all this music and, you know, and it sounds like you have a very diverse musical palette, but it, it tell me about your how you got to be a Bruce fan and what why that was special to you.
2: Okay, this is this is Alex speaking. Well, I, I um, so I'm I'm the older brother, and like I said, and I'm I'm about eleven years older than, than my brother Tommy. And uh, once again, my, my uncle would, would would babysit, and my mom would buy him an eighteen pack of beer for babysitting me. And he would just listen to these songs. And, and I think it was more the way, I, I, as a kid, I would see the way that my uncle would react to the music. And I wanted to be at, to be able to relate to that. And so it was after so many repeated songs, and just hearing the songs over and over and over again, that it just it, 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 they ended up, when you listen to music that much, they cling on to a memory in your mind so I I listen to a certain song or or I hear a certain chord progression and I can there's certain even scents that come back to memory of of when I was a kid growing up and just seeing my uncle dance around in the backyard by himself in his little running shorts without a shirt on and (laughs) my my uncle would have a sprinkler on and he'd just be running under the sprinkler drinking beer and, and singing glory days and and uh, and born to run and darkness and it, it was and, and a, you know we darling in county was just my uncle would be in certain moods and he would listen to the the songs that were in major keys and if he wasn't in a in a in a bad mood or, or just a, a little sad you know he'd switch over to the minor key songs and, and my uncle's not a musician but I guess that's kind of just how the music works for for everybody I think everybody can relate to that
0: yeah and for me pretty much uh my brother started playing guitar, teaching himself guitar, when he was about nine years old. So when he was 11 is when I came into the picture, and um, we ended up sharing a room when I was a baby. And so all of my lullabies were Tom Petty songs, John Hyatt songs, John Mellencamp songs, of course, Springsteen. And so pretty much since I was born, I've just been surrounded by rock and whatever other music my brother was teaching himself to play at the time. And now I have that same reaction that he and my uncle Rick have where, where uh, a song will play. And I'm just like, Oh man, what a song, what a song. And I even show some of my friends back in San Antonio, the music that I listen to and they see how much like excitement comes from me when, you know, Bobby Jean plays. I love Bobby Jean or uh friend of the devil, the Tom Petty version, just, Freaking out, freaking out, and they're like, "Man, you you have a different love for this music, and it's true because it's just what I've been surrounded by. It's what brings me peace. It's what put me to sleep as a baby. So it's always been part of my life and part of who I am as a person."
1: You know, um, it first off, it makes my heart happy to hear john hyatt thrown in there uh, because i you know that that is one of uh my wife and i's favorite um musicians and uh you know we love uh his albums and to hear you mention that is just great um so um how many times have you guys seen bruce perform live
0: uh two times we saw him the first time that we saw him was that night in he, at the woodlands and then we saw him again when he did uh, the river tour and we saw him at the American Airlines Center in Dallas in Dallas
1: yeah. ah very nice uh, so i, and there's, I a lot, there's, there's a
2: lot of fans i'm sorry to interrupt there a lot, there's a lot of fans that have seen him several times uh, and and i i just wish i i i'd been able to see him that many you know we're going to we're going to try to go as you know, as many times as we can uh, but yeah the, i guess uh, just that one time was it was more than plenty um well, but yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so i i did want to share that um i have a a wonderful friend down in austin um and you know she always mentions that you know the amount of time seeing bruce is not a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are because depending on where you live Um, You know, it's tougher. And as you guys know, um, you know, it living here in Texas, uh, it's it's tough to see how many times, you know, I there are other bands we do get to see a fair amount. But, um, you know, we don't get Bruce that often here in Texas. So, um, no, sir. All right. So let's we're we're we're,
2: we're. we're five and a half hours south of Houston and eight, eight and a half from Dallas.
1: So right.
2: You know, it is it is a bit of a drive for us to, you know, to go up there and, and, mm-hmm. and see this, you know, see these shows there.
1: All right. So um, I, I've done enough. Um, excuse the bluntness. I've done enough foreplay. Let's get to the moment. So. All right. Uh, That's hot. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so I'm going to give my side first, and then I want to hear your side. So, um, we're, in, I'm in Houston. It was the third show I had seen in 30 days. I was lucky enough. I went to the free show that they did for the double, you know, in the basketball tournament. Then I drove to Nashville, saw him in there, and then we were going to see him in Houston. And, um, we were to, uh, kind of middle. We weren't, we had seats, but we were to the um, – facing the stage, we were to the right, kind of on one of those sides. Houston had a very small pit. And, um, you know, the the show's going on really well, and all of a sudden there's a sign that comes up. And it says, I busted my brother out – you know, I'm going to get it wrong. You guys are going to have it right, you know. Um, I busted my brother out of class to go to this show. And – All of a sudden, the band starts playing No Surrender and followed by just a magical experience of watching the band feed off y'all's energy and y'all's joy. I mean, from my perspective, it looked like every person on that stage was thrilled you guys were there and enjoying it so much. So you got to tell me. Just start at the beginning. How did this happen?
0: So uh, our granny is the one that got us the tickets for the show, for the pit. And uh, as soon as that happened, I told my brother, uh, let's get on stage. Let's do our best to get on stage. Because a couple of years before that, I had gotten on stage with John Mellencamp in Austin. So I just had this crazy idea that you know, me and my brother were gonna be able to get on stage with Springsteen. And we started telling all of our friends, like, Well, we're gonna be on stage, we're gonna be on stage, and everybody mm-hmm. laughed at us and everything. So Yeah, I was
2: I was actually uh I was at a bar the night before the show and um and so my brother I told my brother, Well come come to my side of town and sleep over here and then we'll take off. But you're gonna have to pick me up at the because 'cause I'm a little drunk. So um uh, he showed up and <laughs> he, Yeah. And so all my, my, one of my best friends owns the bar. It's a bar down here in, t- uh, in the far Texas called Jackie's Bar. And uh, we're sitting in there, and, and my brother starts telling the owners of the place, he's like, hey, man, we're going to go see Spring scene and we're going to get on stage, man. We're going to sing. And all these guys are looking at us like, man, you dumbass kids, you are going to sing. What are you talking about, right? We're like, okay, well. So that night we go to uh, Walmart, I believe, and, and um, to get a poster board, because my brother's like, I want to make a sign. And, and so I'm the big boy. I don't want to let him down. I said, all right, man, let's go. And so we get to the section where they have all the poster boards. And there's got to be about 50 different colors, okay? And I look at my brother. and like, Tom, which one do you think we should pick? And I looked at him,
0: and I said, just the regular white ones. We just don't need anything else. I'm like, okay, well, we, we could have done
2: something nicer. So ends up saying he wants a black Sharpie and we write our signs out and and so um we drive up the next morning to Houston and we're walking around and we have a sign and a, and of course we go straight to the bar to get a beer before you know we we're excited man. We had our big tickets.
1: Was and there uh, we get uh, to the bar hang on I'm gonna stop you just for a moment. Was there a debate on what song you guys wanted on your sign?
0: A little bit. Um we we got two posters just so that we could, I guess, increase our chances of getting on stage, and we were sitting for about 20 minutes just going back and forth. I think I said Hungry Heart, because that's one of my Uncle Rick's favorite songs, and then my brother was like, no, that's more of a crowd song, so he probably wouldn't want to do that one with us, and then I think he said something like Darkness, and I was like, I don't know about that one. It might be a little bit too slow for the crowd, and I don't know, and it was just back and forth and back and forth, and then well, going back to my Uncle Rick, one of his favorite songs is No Surrender. And I was skipping school for the concert. I was missing about two days of school so that I could go up to Houston. And so on that poster we wrote, Busted my little girl out of class to sing No Surrender with the Boss. And I was like, Okay, that's perfect. Cool for that one. And then I don't even remember the sign that I had. I can't
2: I can't yeah, remember I don't know that one. One. I just I, I do know I I think what was uh, another moment for us was that, you know, like, we got we got to that bar, and one of the bartenders is like, "Hey man," he looks at my at my brother, and he says, "Hey man, can I see your sign? Let me see what you guys wrote." And we and my brother showed it to the guy, and the guy's like, "Bro, that sign sucks. There's no way you're getting
0: <laughs> on stage." <laughs> you could see all the eraser marks that we had. There was still pencil marks everywhere. And we're, there we're the horrible Sharpie. And yeah. We're, we're, we're,
2: we're guys, man. I mean, I, he, exactly. you know, just regular dudes. They just drink beers in the backyard. So it's not, you know, we we're not very formal. Um, and, but I looked at the guy, I'm like, Hey bro, like this is a kid man. Like, can you lie to him and just, you know, give him a thumbs up or something? Yeah. And then <laughs> it was crazy because
0: we're there sitting and, uh, we see other people with signs, and I'm looking at my brother, like, there's people with Springsteen magazine covers from the 80s and 70s with lights all over them, and yeah. other people with, like, confetti letters, and I look at my son, and I'm like, you know what, man? I don't think ours is going to stand out that well. <laughs> like, round. maybe
2: the bartender was right, man. This sign kind of does suck, bro. So, we had a, there were just so many, like Tommy said, there's so many people in the crowd with these. 3D letters and all kinds of stuff. So we, we didn't. We uh, had, we they had, took
0: their time, and our poster probably took us about
2: 15 minutes, yeah. to maps, tops.
1: Well, you know what I think is funny is um, I, I've, <laughs> I was a, a a Cub Scout leader. And uh my son's now twenty seven, so that was a lot of years ago. But um the same thing, you know, my our art sucked, you know, and all the arts and crafts and, and everyone would laugh. Uh the other moms were like, Oh, you're a dad. We don't expect very much from you and I'm like, Good, I you know, it didn't insult me at all. I was like, No, I don't have any artistic ability. So that's great. Yes,
2: sir. and so so um so when we got there to the show, and, and I'm sorry, we get, we get to our seats, and, and that's when, when we saw all these extravagant signs, okay? And there's, there's, there's people that are are literally pushing you out of the way so you don't touch their sign or get even near it. And we just rolled ours up, you know. We're we, in a rubber band. Yeah, because I, I, they let, they only let you buy two beers at a time there in Houston. So I, I needed space to put my beer. In, and since once we saw everybody signed, was everybody signs? I'm sorry, were, we're nicer than ours. I figured, well, I think we can just roll this up and you know, hold, hold our beers with each hand, right?
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. So, so. Um, several it, it, i think as far as the even the second song he started with yeah. well, the second or third track he started just taking signs from the audience and everybody's sign was was of course nicer than ours once again and it, it just it went several several songs maybe there were there had to have been at least four or five yeah. requests that were before us
0: yeah and then my brother and i had separated and i had my sign that i don't remember what it said and my brother had the no surrender one and i believe it was the song night that he had just played yeah it was and night because then... night
2: ends off on the sax solo yeah
0: and then the, the house lights came on and i guess that's when he noticed my brother's sign and so i didn't
2: i'll be you know, honest like... let, me, let me interrupt i'm sorry this is alex um... So I looked at my brothers next to me, and the lights, these, the white lights are on the bright lights for the, it's so that the band can see the crowd. And I saw my brother's face of disappointment. And he's just like, man, this is gonna be, we're not going to get up, are we, brother? And I looked at him and I'm like, give me, hold my beer, man. Let me put this sign up. So I just picked that sign up, and I see Springsteen looking at the sign. And he was trying to read it. He was kind of squinting his eyes, trying to read the sign. And he, he uh, grabbed it from me and showed uh, Patty Scalfa. And that's when it, you – okay, let, let, I saw her as a mother. She had that motherly instinct that she, she read the sign. She's like, oh – and for me, I, I saw that in her. Like, I I love my mother, I'll tell you. And, and I can see, you know, some that you just can't take that away from, from a mom. And right away, a Springsteen just looked at us, and he and he was, like, lipping it to me. But he looked at me, and he's like, who is it? And like, well, me and
0: him. And, yeah, and that's when I started pushing people out of the way. I was like, he has our sign. He has our sign. And I think I was a little bit rude to a couple of people because we were – A little bit of a distance away and but I physically tried to push them out of the way to get close to my brother and that's when I got there and I I just put my arm around him and he put his arm around me and I was we were just like pointing back at each other as fast as we could and then uh he kind of just pointed at us and then gave us a little number to go on stage and that's when I dropped everything that I could I I don't even know what happened to the poster that I had. And I just jumped on stage. I I remember I gave my phone to somebody in the crowd and I was just like, you know, just take a picture for me or something. Just because again, when I was with Mellencamp, I didn't even think about that. And so I was like here to take a picture and do whatever you want with my phone. I don't even care what you do with it after this. So I jumped on stage and then my brother was trying to show somebody in the crowd how to use his phone to do a video on his And so that's when I was up on stage with Springsteen alone, maybe for about five minutes waiting on my brother. And then we both got on stage and that's when the song started.
2: Yeah. And I just, I, I I remember hugging my, my younger brother. And I just, I whispered in his ear, I said, look, bro, these kinds of, these kinds of things don't happen again. Okay. So go all out jump, yell, scream, have a blast. Just let it all hang out, brother. Let it all out. Yeah, and then I was very – I mean, I was excited, of course,
0: but then uh, I'm a huge bridge against the Machine fan, so when I got to see Tom Morello on stage and I was on the same stage as him, that made the whole situation so much more better. And so that's just what we did.
2: We, we gave it our all. We had the best time that we could have had. It's just, on. it's weird, man. I, I think, you know, for me, I, I just, you know, I, I say I'm a musician. I, I'm not really that good or anything. I think it's more we have fun doing what we do. There's a bunch of these musicians around town that are, I mean, they can solo 100 notes in 30 seconds, but they're bored up there. They're just going through the motions, and that's not me. When I do a gig, I mean, we have a lot of fun up there. And, and, and it's weird, and I've never felt that before because we, we play at and a little bars down here and stuff, but sure on that stage you can when the when there's no, the the you know it's like a it's like a, you know like the foreigner saw like jukebox hero you know he heard the roar of the crowd it could rip through the seat and that is true man it, it, I mean you, you can feel the crowd yelling from your feet up from the stage you can right. feel your 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 body shakes so for like. For me, it's like, oh, shit, like this is, this is, I, I hate to use the word easy, but when you have the, the, the support of the crowd, it makes it so much easier to play the song the way it should be played and to enjoy it. I mean, I've done gigs with, you know, there's maybe 200 people in the crowd And these people are eating dinner and they they just want to hear music in the background. They don't really care what you're doing as long as you just keep playing. Uh, But then I've done gigs at even, at bars that are smaller and there's maybe 15 people in the crowd and everybody is enjoying every song that you're doing. I mean, these gigs, these are four hour gigs and they go by, I mean, when the gig's done, I don't even feel like I started yet. It, It feels like I was like, Still warming up, you know, when you have the support of the crowd and and whoever for whoever's listening that was there in Houston, you know, it, it, we I don't know how 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 much we can extend our gratitude and and just appreciation because when as soon as we got up there, man.
0: Yeah, the house lights came on and
2: just I saw everybody's
0: hands just going straight in the air screaming, and I remember like just seeing our sign on the big screen and then yeah, my brother being up there yeah. like our horrible horrible handwriting on stage and then just hearing everybody scream and seeing the excitement of everybody all the way to the lawn. Yeah. Just well, freaked me out. It just made me even die more excited.
1: So my friend Sam, um, I told him that I was gonna be interviewing you guys and um, and like I'm even gonna go back a min- minute if you don't mind Alex and Tommy. So um Yeah, I um, so I told um, my friend Sam, I said, "Um, do you remember the show in Houston? Um, And he goes, yeah, where the two brothers got on stage? (laughs) I said, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be interviewing them. He goes, you're kidding. He said, I saw the sign that they wanted no surrender. And I immediately rolled my eyes and said, oh, really? We've heard no surrender so many times. And he says, and then the music started playing, and all of a sudden, the joy. And he said, that became magical. And um, I said, yeah, I'm excited about talking to him. Then what's funny is my wife is not a big Springsteen fan, and she's not necessarily a big fan of me podcasting. She doesn't care. But I was like, yeah, I said, "Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be talking to... Uh, a couple of guys. Um, do you remember in Houston? She says the two brothers. <laughs> so, I mean, these are two different people. Immediately, with me having not having to tell them, remembered you, and um, well, go I'll, ahead. I'll, okay, I'll,
2: well, okay. I, 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 on that note, um, we we were at a. So, there's three different instances, but I was at a bar in Houston uh, no I'm sorry in San Antonio about a year after that and I was sitting next to some guy and we we're talking music and Springsteen actually came on the jukebox I was like oh man I'll tell you the truth, me and my brother sang with that guy and he goes yeah right I'm like yeah check this out we showed him the video he was like bro I was at that show that is is that you guys like yeah that's us so my, my, that same uncle, my uncle, uh, his name's Rick Flores. He's my, my mom's brother. Uh, he had a story also that he was out of town somewhere, and he was telling somebody the story. They're like, "Those are your
3: nephews, man. Those are your, you know,
2: those are the guys." And like, yeah, that it, it was us. Uh, um, we went to as far as the second show we'd seen there at the American Airlines. Um, of course, we we're we we're proud and we were maybe flaunting a little bit, but um, our sister made us shirts. With our, with one of uh, uh, like somewhat of a screenshot of of our our, our night there in Houston. Oh, that's um,
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, so we had this shirt on, and in the back uh, she put on. I think she put like we we what? sang "No Surrender" with the boss. Oh yeah, there you go. We sang "No Surrender" with the boss. She uh, it, uh, went and when it got it screen printed, it's a cheap once again. Oh, They're iron on. Yeah, iron on. Yeah, like no, but there's
1: nothing wrong Walmart. with that.
2: Yeah. no, that's 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 what it's about. Just keeping it, it simple. Is. And as soon as we we, me and my brother took a cab from our hotel to the American Airlines uh, center there in Dallas. And as soon as we got off the cab, I'm paying the cab driver. My little uh, Tommy walks away and he goes, "Hey, bro, we got to go to this bar over here because there's a bunch of little restaurants right on outside the arena there." He's like, "There's a lady here that was at the concert." And so we go with some random lady, and and she,
0: she takes us to her husband, and her husband starts freaking out. And the thing was, like, people didn't even see the shirts that we were wearing. They kind of just recognized us from our faces. And that so is we're there at the awesome. bar. Yeah, and awesome. so we're here with this wife and husband, and they're talking to us, telling us that they were at the show, too, and they just had a crazy night. And as we're talking to them, more and more people are coming up to us, and so... I still wasn't really able to drink at the time, so they. But they had, I was. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I got a couple of
2: appetizers out of it, so I was. going I, was, yeah, not I gonna mean, stay we had free food. That that couple there, the the husband was like, "Hey man, what do you drink?" I'm like, "Well, uh, I mean, what do you what do you mean?" like, "Well, you let me get you a drink." I said, "All right, man, go ahead and you get know what, I take a shot. Get, get get this, get another beer for it. Put their tab on me." And the guy was like, "Look, man, I come here all the time." The steaks are great. Order yourself the most expensive plate you guys want. It's an <laughs> honor for me. Oh, I was like, hey,
1: man, really? I, you know, I,
2: I said, we don't really want to eat, man. We, you know, I'd rather just have a couple of drinks and get ready for the show. So, I mean, like my like Tommy said, we we were, honestly, it was like we were celebrities. Man. We were walking around, see, uh, like I guess it's like a little commons area there before you walk into right. the arena itself. And people were like... It, it was weird. It was like, Holy shit. Like people actually know who we are. And and at the same time, look, we're, you know, we're two kids from in Texas, two little Mexican kids that, you know, we, nobody gives us, you know, really cares about right. us. You know, it's like, we're not that important, man. We really aren't. So, and when yeah. we were up there, it was just, everybody was, people were just looking at us and pointing like, Oh, those are the guys. Those are the guys. It's like,
0: Wow, man! Yeah, we
1: took so many different pictures. That yeah, day we, we did. Yeah. So many different people. So I, I have was a question. Like, it yeah. was very 15 minutes. Oh well, it you depends. know, you guys can tell you. You know, Tommy. You know, the moment you replied, "Hey, you know the because re- I was talking about I wanted to hear um, this is your sword instead of seeds." You're like, oh, I love that mm-hmm. show because I was on stage with my brother. What? And I'm gonna give you. Um, it yeah, appeared. I, I mean one of the things I thought was charming is you thanked everyone on stage. You guys went, it felt like, you know, remembering you guys were, it. obviously you guys love Tom Morella, but you know, you guys were the backup singers and you're waving to Max and talking to Neil. I mean, you just, um, and, and, and it would be easy just hearing someone describe this, like, well, wow they're making it all about them but it wasn't it was such a feeling of joy that you loved bruce you loved the band you loved the music and you guys were just enjoying the idea that you're part of the experience
0: oh definitely and and we did that because you know again that's what we were raised with those our happiest moments come from music and so the fact that you know, they let two people go on stage with them in front of twenty thousand—a sold-out show in Houston, where I don't even think they were gonna play "No Surrender" in the first place—and yeah. they let us take over their... for however the song, la- however long the song lasted. Like, of, of course, we're gonna be grateful. Yeah, it, I'm it, very it, thankful, and just just the the luck that we felt to be on stage with that many people who are so talented and respected in their industry. It, it was. There was no way that we were going to
2: say like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, that's no. That's yeah. Like, for, for me as a musician, um, and I don't keep me to keep saying this musician thing because I'll be honest with you, I'm more of a fan than I am a musician. I'd rather. I, it's weird because if I if I go to, to to you know if I go out somewhere and there's a band playing, I'm like, oh man, I'm a fan, but I want to be in the band at the same time. Like, I want. Yeah, be no, I stage,
1: understand. Right? Yeah,
2: and so you know we, when. I, I, a, a few years back uh, you when know, I'd get invited on stage to sing with certain bands that you know down here from the valley and I had th- there was an old man one time that told me anytime they invite you up you always say yes and you make sure you go and you shake everybody's hand because you're not supposed to be there okay it's you need to thank them and, and do it out of respect and and we were taught that also as Respect was instilled in us since we were kids. You know, any anytime we walk in uh, to to, uh, to you know anywhere, we go and you know we shake hands. We shake everyone's hands, and and I think it was a, was a big thing. It was just you know, for us. It was like hey, like I said, you know, we're on stage. We might as well just say hi to everybody. I mean, you see, you know, from seeing so many live Springsteen concerts on, you know, I got a bunch of the DVDs that he's got in Blu-rays or whatever, and yeah, you know, I, I'm a I'm and, you know and, and then you know it's like it, it was you know jake clemens and then max is up there and then nils you know it's like we, we we me and my brother we watch um the mtv unplugged with neil young and nils uh, when they do long may you run and it's like oh look there's nils nils is there and it's it was just it was just just great man it, it was a lot of fun
1: you know i i i can tell that i could tell that listening to, you know, watching it, it truly is, um, there, I've been lucky enough to go to 14 shows, um, and there are, you know, which is nothing compared to, you know, people from Jersey that have gone to hundreds, but, um, there is that Houston show with y'all, with, um, Bruce and Patty doing one step up. That was a sign request. Oh, that was great! That was oh my
2: god! I, you know, what I, I I guess the whole way up there, me and my brother were talking about songs. Like, okay, there's he's not gonna do this one. He's not gonna do that one. And then for one step up, that, that is just it, for me. It's just a heartbreaker. Oh. And and we're 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 listening to it on the way to Houston. Once again, a more over five hour drive. Sure. And I'm like. Oh shit! There's no way, it's impossible. And I even looked it up on on uh, Google to see when the last time it was when the last time was that it was performed. And I I, I can't remember the exact date. I, I don't want to uh, make people think I know what I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it hadn't been performed in a very very long time. Yeah, the guy when, put that when...
1: on the card. I mean, he put that on the poster. Said not played with the full band since you know, um, 86 or 87. Yeah.
2: 86.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, yeah, so uh, we,
2: that we did not expect that at all. I think that for uh, once again, as, as fans, that was a song that we we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he did this, but it was, it was, a it was a matter of fact, it was like, um, two weeks ago, we went to see, uh, Stevie Dan and the Doobie brothers at the, uh, 360 track there in Austin and my brother had already seen Steely Dan and I've seen the Doobie brothers uh but we the the opposite roles had never been shared and Steely Dan they um they did home at last and that's just a song for us and we're like okay that's it we're good that's that that's the one we needed to hear and, and yeah, the thing with that is the first time that I saw Steely Dan Home Laughs is my favorite
0: Steely Dan song by far, and I know that he hardly ever played, or they hardly ever play it, and so the first time that I saw them, I they didn't play it, and so that was kind of like the running joke with my family that, you know, I was upset or whatever. I wasn't upset, but that I was just like, you know, a little sad that they didn't play it, and so uh, at this concert, me and my brother were kind of, doing our own things, just kind of away from our parents, you know, just cause we didn't want them to see us drinking and getting, <laughs> pointing their fingers, saying that we can't do that anymore, you know? Sure. And uh, we're getting up to. Yeah, you know. so we didn't want them to get mad. <laughs> and so uh, we start hearing the, the beginning of the song, and I hit my brother and I'm like, oh my God, that's home at last. And as soon as I say that, I get a text from my mom saying they're playing the song. I get a text from, uh, text from my sister. She's like, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. And everybody knew that I was super excited to hear that. And that was pretty much the same excitement that we had that night when uh, One Step Up, played. Like, yeah, just not expecting yeah. it at all. And,
2: and it was just I, I think mm-hmm. it a pretty different experience. Honestly, bro, I think a lot of these musicians, like a lot of these big bands, they do certain songs <laughs> like that for, for, your, for their fans because there's – there's people that like a song, like you know, I'll, I'll mention a band to a friend of mine that, oh yeah, I like that one song, but or especially Springsteen fans can relate to this. But you're not just a fan of a song; you're a fan of an album or a fan of an era of albums. Let's say you know you, you like, uh, um, everything after Born in the USA or everything before Born in the USA or or um born to run just yeah exactly just born to run or or the very beginning you know wild and innocent you know when you're going back that far asbury park there's certain fans there's certain people that just like those albums you know so it's (laughs) it's, it's a little different yeah and it's even like we had we saw tom petty um a couple of
0: more a couple of months before he passed away and uh well, I was already in San Antonio at the time, and the concert was there at the Woodlands also. so my brother was driving up from the valley, and I was driving from San Antonio. And on the way there, uh, the song Walls played. And when I got to the hotel, I met my brother. I told him, I was like, you know, dude, I, I have a feeling that he's going to play Walls, which is one of those songs that only, you know, a Tom Petty fan would know. And he looked at me, and he was like, you're stupid, man. He's not going to play that song. Halfway through the concert, I hear the opening of it, and I tell him, look, man, he's playing the song. <laughs> and so... It's good when, you know, we get to have those moments of them playing songs for their true fans. Because, I mean, the big hits are always good to hear. Of course, I'm never going to be mad when Springsteen does Born to Run or The Promised Land. But, like, if I were to hear him play Save My Love or uh, I'm Going Down, it would be amazing, amazing to hear.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, guys, this has been great. Um, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, just thank you. Thank you for, for, I mean, answering my message when I had messaged you and thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to get interviewed and talk about that night. And again, thank you to everybody that was there at the show that, you know, they, they really just pushed us and helped us do better on stage. And, uh, and of course, of course, Thank you to Springsteen and Tom Morello and the rest of the E Street Band for letting us kind of interrupt their show.
2: Yeah, well, I, that, I think that's a big thing. Is like we kind of, When I got off the stage, I was like, holy crap, man, I think we just... I hope we didn't piss anybody off. And, 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 and now I look back at it, and, and you're right, what you say about the, the band was reacting to us. And, and it was just... You know, this is a story that, that can be told for, for forever. and not only that but with the YouTube videos, I know that the, 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 the video that that has, that has the most views uh, as of now it's from a guy a DVD dubbing guy or something like that. and that guy is the one that just compiled a bunch of different videos at, at angles, I'm sorry, and made it look like an actual production. Um, but there was a video before him, that had, I mean, I, I, I think we were at like 350,000 views in three days. And it just goes to show that people want to see happy things like that. You know, you see the news all the time and it's bad news and, and you know, they get all kinds of negativity. But when you have a moment like that, it's still it, 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 it's good, it, 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 it's wholesome. And, and, and honestly, you know, like my brother said, thanks to Springsteen and the entire band because I I know that it, the, the intention was not there, but the fans love you more, man, for letting two kids, you know, jump up there and and, and take over the show. I mean, we, we, you know, if you look at that video, you watch it over again, it's, you know, we, we knew what we were doing without really knowing what we were doing, you know, and it, and it, it just... You know, it's nice of those guys. You know, it's like, you know, why do you want to just let somebody in the crowd come up? A lot of these people don't, you know, aren't gonna sing on key and aren't gonna, you know, not have fun. It, it was just a risk that they took, and we're very grateful for that. It's, it's, um, it's one of those lifetime events I get to share with my brother. And matter of fact, my, my whole family was there. My mom, my dad, my Theo Rick, the one that introduced us to the music, was there. Uh, his a uh, very uh, friends of his, uh, Joan and Robert Moreno, were also around. I had my best friend Frank there. His cousin Jr. So there, there were just so many of our of our close friends that were there at the show that got to experience that with us as well on on a on a, on a more of a, a familiar level. So it's you know it's just we can go on and on, man. I, I mean we you know yeah, there's, yeah there's my so bro- many people to thank, his mom.
0: Well, dad, yeah. Family.
1: I just, like I said, I have. When they ask me the definition of joy, I can pull up the video clip of you two on stage. And, you know, if, if we've ever seen joy captured on video, it's you guys up there singing your hearts out. You knew every line, you, you knew the song. I mean, it was just amazing, and and I'm so happy that uh, you guys joined me to um, you know share uh, your stories. Um, oh, of yeah. So, uh, anything you want to plug? Um, is the band playing anywhere? You want to tell people to go check it out. This will be out. Yeah, in a couple my my weeks. Back.
2: Yes, sir, my my band, um, like I said, my name's Alex Flores, uh, and I do I do a bunch of, of acoustic gigs also around town. But I have a band that that we're called the All Nighters, and we play at a bunch of different places here in um, here in the Valley. We've uh, our our home is a place called Infusions down here in McAllen. It is a um, it's a, a, a very nice top of the line restaurant, locally owned. Uh, it's got a beautiful patio in the back there. It's um, it's a modern modern cuisine, should I say? Uh, I'm just very uh, grateful also to my buddy Rick and uh, Zach from Infusions that that keep our band there, man. They, they they let us play all types of music. They let me pretty much do whatever type of, of songs I'd like to play. Um, we play there. We play another bar uh, down here called Bourbon Street uh, in McAllen also, and uh, we do several several uh, private gigs. We do uh, uh, weddings. Divorce parties, I mean, you name it, we, we, we played them all.
1: You are a working play- musician, good people for you.
2: Are- yeah, yeah, it, it, and, and it's fun, and a, and a lot of times, you know, I have friends, hey, man, are you going to work tonight? Like, well, not? no, I don't think so. And I think about that, and it's like, people are giving me money to sing a song, man. Well- and these are songs I like to sing, so it, it's not really work. It's like, I would be doing this in the backyard for my uncles, for my sister, my mom, I, well, you know, I, I, for friends of ours, my drinking buddies, we sit in the backyard with a guitar with a barbecue pit on, and I'm singing songs. you know. It's just People give me money to do it, and it's cool.
1: As Bruce said, right, there's a reason why they call it playing music. So good for you guys. Um, all right, uh, listeners, if you want to join me on the podcast and share your Springsteed story, I can be reached at setlestingbruce at gmail.com. I can also be at Set Bruce on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. And uh, let us know. Go to iTunes, rate and review the show. It is how I find, how new listeners find us. Um, guys, thank you again so much. We're going to end with, now we went walking in the rain, talking about the pain that from the world we hid. Now there ain't nobody, nowhere, no how, gonna ever understand me the way you did maybe you'll be out there on the road somewhere in some bus or train traveling along in some motel room there'll be a radio playing and you'll hear me sing this song well if you do you know i'm thinking of you and all the miles in between and i'm just calling you one last time not to change your mind but just to say i miss you baby good luck goodbye Bobby Jean. Bobby. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon.